This episode of Half a Star is sponsored by Don't Know Much by Linda Ronstad featuring Aaron Neville. That song was stuck in my head today and it's all I can think about. And we can't afford to play it. Welcome to another episode of Half a Star, where bad ideas make great stories. We've got Dylan and Kwame from Amazing Race Canada 2018. They're coming to shed some light on what they believe to be some half-star stories from their trip around the world. Also, we've got some sports stories, don't we, Ben? Yeah, actually, Justin and I will be running down our own half-star sports stories, as well as doing a list of some half-star sports from across the world. All this on Half a Star. Bad ideas never felt so good. He's Ben. He's Justin. Take it away, Rob. I don't listen because it's a podcast. But if you feel that you must, here they are then, Ben and Justin. Together they are half of a star and that was the half star jingle by rob mcdonald which doesn't have a name yet we're working on it we're working on it but you know what does have a name is the public domain song that we used in the the little opening intro there that was warrior strife by jingle punks shout out to jingle punks you know them we love them and we, we wanted to acknowledge the name of the public domain song because, Ben, I understand that we had a complaint that we did not mention the name of the public domain artist. Yeah, true. Way back when we interviewed James Mullinger, my mom called me and was like, I listen to this show every week and I'm always super interested to hear about the public domain song. And I said, well, there was a public domain song. It was the British Grenadiers by traditional. And she said, well, you didn't say it. Anyway, my mom and I are fighting right now. This is a, a, a little bit of a different episode than we're used to. It's a little bit more sporty. Normally we got funny folk. We've got entertainers. We've got actors, storytellers. We've got two bona fide athletes, Dylan and Kwame. And they were so athletic. They had to put them on Amazing Race Canada and they were runner-up rock stars on that show they yeah. didn't win but you know that's fine yeah I, I i i wonder if any of the listeners have ever seen a picture of us they can probably tell that we are as well very athletic i've got lots of abs i got a got a 12 pack i've got abs i'm working galore. on a keg my friend okay we might be being a little bit facetious here we weren't always this athletic though ben did you have much of a athletic background when you were in school well, it's funny, Justin, we were talking about uh, doing the prep for this show and we were throwing around the idea about talking about our half star personal sports stories. Ah, yes. And uh, I was having a really hard time coming up with something because there were just so many to choose from. So I, I settled on perhaps the most dramatic of all of my uh, sports stories. I could have told you about the time that I was cut from my elementary school basketball team, but we won't get into that. I could have talked to you about the time that I tried to rekindle my softball career at the age of 26. That also did not go well. But what I'm going to focus on is my baseball career. You know me, I love baseball. You love it. I do. So I was about 14, I think. I would have been in grade eight. And the local baseball league was sponsored by the Kinsman Club. If you know the Kinsman Club, like a social club, like a rotary club sort of idea, I guess you could say. 
I was on uh, I was on the blue team that year. Oh, and we we had a heck of a squad actually. We were uh, we were one in the championship game I think that year. And yeah, so it was uh, I was I was the center fielder on the team. Uh, I was very scared of the ball. That was like my thing. I was the dude that was scared of the ball. So that's important to the story. So I, I tell you that as sort of a foreshadowing thing. Anyway, so I was in the I was in the batter's box. I bat left-handed. But he's a he's a um, southpaw, ladies and gents. I'm a southpaw. Yeah, I throw and bat left, and um, I hit the ball, and the ball's rolling down the first baseline very slowly. So I'm like booking it to first base with all of my speed, which was not much and still isn't to this day. And so the catcher picks up the ball and is throwing the ball to the first baseman to tag me out. And the, the throw was coming in high and sort of arcing down. And I looked over my shoulder and I could tell that it was going to hit me in the head. Now I'm wearing a batting helmet and it's a throw, but I'm still so scared of the ball that the first baseman is here. He's looking to catch the ball. I'm coming in at him. Adam McPhee, I remember his name. And he was there, he was going to catch the ball, but I knew the ball was going to hit me in the head. So what I did was I ran away from the baseline and I did a circle around first base to make sure that I wasn't going to get hit by the ball. And in that time, the guy caught the ball and tagged me. And I would have been safe by a mile if I had just run like normal. You were safe though from the ball. I was, I was safe from the ball, but I was not safe from uh, being out. And then I proceeded to walk back to the dugout, put my helmet on the bench, and cry for the rest of the inning. And somehow, my relationship with baseball is still incredibly intact. And I, I, I don't know exactly why, but... Uh... Well, the fact that you've used words such as rekindle and relationship in regards to baseball tells me just how athletic you really are. Yeah, no, it's true. So, Ben. Yes, Justin. I did a little bit of research, and I discovered a number of, you might say, half-star sports. Well, well. I made a list of the half-star sports ideas that have existed throughout history. Are you ready, Ben? Yeah, and so we're talking about real sports, right? Like, we're not going to oh, have yeah. Quidditch on here or anything, No, right? no, no. Okay. Th there'll be no mention of J.K. Rowling. Oh. The world knows what I'm talking about. Topical. Not on my turf. Hey, all right. We're so, coming in, number five, we've got the half-star sports list. Number five, we've got horse racing. Now. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a thing. What do, you th what do you think when you hear horse racing? I think the Kentucky Derby. I think Seabiscuit. You think people riding on horses. I do. This sort of horse racing is man versus horse racing. Oh, I see. A 22-mile marathon. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this was done in England. I don't know what they were thinking, but they had man versus horse racing. So here's my question. To your knowledge, has a man ever won? I don't know, and I don't care. I find it so hard to believe that a man would beat a horse in any length of a race. Well, let's not beat a dead horse, shall we, Ben? Let's move let's on. Let's not. Let's move on to number four in the half-star sports ideas. Uh, extreme ironing. <laughs> I'll tell you what right now, Justin. Anytime I have to iron a shirt, it's extreme ironing. 
<laughs> that was uh, that was also that also originated in England. Thank you. Uh, I see a pattern is uh, is emerging. Thank, thank you, England. Number three on the half star sports list is dog surfing. We should address the semantics here. They're not surfing on dogs. Okay, they're surfing with dogs. Oh, well, I, so so there are still humans involved. To my knowledge, it can be a companion. You can do it, to, uh, human and dog on the board, or just the dog. <laughs> okay. Go get him. Go get him, Poochie. Number two on the Half Star Sports list, we've got underwater hockey. So we have ice hockey, we have field hockey, we have water hockey, and now all we need is fire hockey. Fire hockey. Complete the elements. I mean, I guess if water polo makes sense, water hockey can make sense. And this existed in 1950s England. Of course it did, yes. Thank you, England. Yes. And last but not least, number one half-star sports idea, toe wrestling. I love toe wrestling. Let's go. Toe wrestling. Enter the ring. (laughs) WWT. The toe ring, in fact. Uh, Some of the acclaimed uh, toe wrestlers were, uh, they have some names. Of course, you need gimmicks when it comes to toe. Of course you do, yeah. The the Tominator. No, really? Absolutely. Oh, Jesus. And his nemesis, Nasty. (laughs) It's called Nasty. Like, there's not even a pun in there or anything. It's just nasty. (laughs) It is just nasty. Now, I couldn't get a read on uh, where this this originated, but I'm going to bet it was England again. Yep. Let's get on to our guests, shall we? Please. Yes, I'm so excited. Cue the inspirational music. Dylan and Kwame were contestants on the 2018 season of Amazing Race Canada. Dylan supports youth recreation and resiliency as a football coach in youth leagues in Fort McMurray and as a mentor with Fort Mackay First Nations. Kwame is a teacher, a coach, and a motivational speaker and runs an awesome YouTube program called O-Squad. Together, they co-founded Northern Elite Football in Fort McMurray and traveled around the world on Amazing Race Canada. Give it up for the runners-up of the 2018 season of Amazing Race Canada, Dylan and Kwame. What's up? What's up? Thanks for having us. And we like to go by finalist. That sounds Ah, cool. ah. (laughs) Now, this is a big deal because I've never walked into a room or a Zoom and have been the only person to not be on Amazing Race Canada. (laughs) Ben, would you care to shed some light on the subject? Yeah, so I was part of a roadblock in 2014 where all of the teams had to come through the Confederation building in Charlottetown and they had to do like a match game to name all the Fathers of Confederation and I was like a decoy to like mess them up basically. So that was a that was a fun day of shooting. Which, what season was that, Ben? Was that season? Uh, geez, that would have been 2014. So I... I, I um. Whatever what 28 oh. oh, so that, yeah, that would have been season two. I assume. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a fun. great, great credit on Ben's CV is yeah. amazing race historical <laughs> decoy. Yeah. So I guess my question is, as one participant in the amazing race to two others, how did that get started for you guys? Like, what was the process like to get involved with it? 
with with that race, um, it was a hero's edition, right? So there was uh, two ways that you could get on it. You could either apply or nominate yourself. Usually mm-hmm. people just apply and whatnot. Dylan and I never really watched the show before. So um, we we got uh, nominated by somebody who we have, to this day still don't know who nominated us. Oh, wow. And so we received a, a email um, saying that, okay, you've been nominated for the Amazing Race Canada uh, to continue. Um, you got to do your video and then that's how the process starts. So we did the video and then after we did the video, um, I actually, we both actually decided to finally watch the show. (laughs) And when when I watched it, I was like, what, what did, what did I just sign up my, sign myself up for? Like this, this is not me. (laughs) So we just did it. We didn't, we didn't think anything of it. We actually didn't think we we would have a chance. And lo and behold, we got a couple of uh, emails and the process started. So this is the heroes edition. I guess have, saying uh, half a star guests we have heroes might be more impressive than amazing race finalists. I think hero is incredible. That's an incredible title, Dylan. How, how, how is it you guys uh, were, were understood as heroes? What do you do uh, at the time? Well, I guess I was in transition, but uh, I had worked in school for a couple of years as a youth mentor, and uh, Kwame uh, Kwame was a high school teacher. Uh, phys ed teacher at, at one of the one of the local high schools in Fort McMurray and together we had worked on a couple projects um, we had started a non-for-profit company called Northern Elite Football that had been uh, doing youth uh, through sport for a couple of years we had also been coaching multiple teams in town it was pretty surreal to be put on that platform as a hero and seeing especially after we saw the people who were around us firefighters mm-hmm. um, you know nurses first responders first responders uh military like it was uh it kind of because i know a lot of people when you're in this field you know they like to tell you you're doing a good job and it feels nice to hear that but really put on the national stage next to these other people uh, rcmp officers like it was really it was really something yeah that was uh i don't know because as you know for people who work in this field we don't typically i think any any of the people who are on the show but we don't really look at ourselves as heroes um so to be called that by by external sources on that scale was uh was something special well dylan you just answered the trick question heroes don't go around calling themselves heroes (laughs) they're too busy doing hero stuff exactly Knowing your guys' work in uh, in Fort McMurray and uh, and abroad, I guess to some extent, uh, the work you do with uh, with uh, with youth is incredible because that instills them with confidence and resiliency when they might be faced with life's challenges. Now we get to the nitty gritty. This is half a star. This is where we tell the best of the worst. You make a list. Of the bet of the best achievements of your life, and you look down at the bottom, and you're like, "What was I thinking?" This is the bottom of the list, the bottom of the barrel, where the you know when you're cooking and like the grease of like the food just kind of like settles on the bottom. You're like, "I shouldn't eat that," but mm, chef's kiss. It's so. These delicious. guys don't eat grease, Justin. Look at them. Okay, <laughs> let's see. What 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 do you guys eat? Quinoa or something? <laughs> Uh, I'm not boring like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> ah. So what is the 
half a star stories from from Dylan and Kwame. Yeah, we were in the huddle with you guys a little bit when we started recording this, and it sounds like you guys have some doozies. Wait, Kwame, you got a good story, bro? What? You got a good story? Well, uh, I have one from the race, um, the bag. What bag? The bag. <laughs> I, bag. I think that... Uh, I think that might be the story. <laughs> I've won from the race, but I, I've like off the top of my head, I, th- I, th- I thought of like a childhood story. Off the nice. Top. Good. Uh, those we like those. Ones. Yo, I was yeah. thinking about our, our almost half a star moment, but we didn't, we didn't go through with it when we almost uh, skipped. Oh the yeah. 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 That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You say that one. Oh, I'm, I'm properly tantalized. One, one story is going to have to be uh a cliffhanger, I'll say. Um, possibly literally a cliffhanger. But <laughs> also metaphorically. Um, so, yeah. But maybe maybe uh, Kwame has one, too. All right. Um, take, I'll take, take, us back. take us back to the early years. Get in the time machine. Years. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, I'll take you guys way back to when I was, uh, I think I was five or six years old. And uh, I, was, I lived in... Toronto, uh, Rexdale to be specific. And I remember my parents asking me to um, go buy bread, right? And we would always go to this spot to buy bread, but like it wasn't anywhere close to us. It was literally like uh, 20, 20 minute uh, drive uh, to a certain area, right? And my parents asked me to go buy bread and in, in, in that instance i thought of that place to go buy the bread right right? and i'm like five six years old they gave me money right (laughs) but i totally forgot that there's a new bread spot right across the street from us that just opened up you know so they tell me to go buy bread and i'm just like okay yeah i could do it i walk to this place that we always used to go to not the new place right the old place and i'm walking there and i just remember walking and Random people just staring at me, giving me weird looks. At that time, I didn't think anything of it. But now looking back, they're probably like, what's this kid doing walking by himself? I'm like five, six years old. And it literally took me about an hour to walk there and an hour to walk back. So I was gone for like literally two hours. Right. Wow. I'm walking walking back and um, I just remember some guy riding his bike. Actually, to tell you the truth, I was actually, I'm actually impressed that I remembered how, I even knew how to walk there and back. <laughs> and, uh, the fact that nothing bad happened, you know, there's people staring at me. Um, I was able to cross the street by myself, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> walking back with some guy on a bike. He's like, hey, are you Kwame? I'm like, yeah. He's like, your parents are looking for you. I see my mom and my dad like running around, screaming my name. Oh, no. And I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? I went to go get the bread. So I see my parents. My mom just grabs me, hugs me. Like she's literally uh. like I'm about to cry. And then they're like, where'd you go? I said, to get the bread. I had the bread. Here's the bread. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, what's which place? And I told them where. They're like, what? You walked all the way there? And they're like, no, we wanted you to go to the place across the street. I was like, oh, no, no, that makes a lot of sense. But you know what? Looking back, I, I realized that when 
I did that, you know, like I didn't have a second thought. Like I wasn't scared. I wasn't worried. Right. You know, I should have been like considering. And just, just, just for context, you were what? Been in Canada uh, like a year or two at this point? Yeah. I've been in Canada oh, for like wow. a year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I came to Canada when I was four years old. So, Crazy. um, yeah. So <laughs> I never, I was never really worried or scared. And looking back, I realized that from that instance, like I had a sense of like independence, you know what mm. I mean? Like, um, thinking about myself leaving a comfortable environment uh, after high school and going to going to college in Montreal and then going to university in in Nova Scotia and then moving to Fort McMurray, Alberta, like all these changes. Um, I was prepared for that because I'm not afraid to leave my comfort zone. I'm not afraid to try something new. You know what I mean? So uh, totally. I think that that situation is what set as, you as, up as for amazing race. <laughs> exactly. As bad as he was on his own idea, amazing race a little bit that moment, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as bad of, a, of an idea as it was at that moment, um, man, it worked out for me in the long run. That's that's a thing that we're noticing with a lot of our, uh, not all of our stories, but a lot of our stories is there's a silver lining of, uh, oh, hey, some good kind of came out of this. Uh, what I like about your story is yeah, uh, like teachable moments and that kind of thing. Yeah. What, what I like about your story is you still came back with the bread, but I feel like if it was me, I'd come back with the wrong bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God you're alive. Oh, holy. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why'd you grab that? <laughs> I mean, here's hoping that that bread was like extra crusty on the outside, extra soft on the inside, just to make yeah, that extra two good. hours worth it. That bakery was legit. Was yeah. That <laughs> was the best, finest bread I've ever had in my life. Awesome. Sweet. <laughs> well, yo, is that bakery still there? Is it still there? Um, yeah, I think I think it still is actually. Yo, I, I want to go. I want to go there. Actually, I wanna... the one across the street from my house isn't there anymore. Uh, well, well, now yeah. now you'd have to make the walk. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Dill. Enough, enough of your bread talk. I wanna, <laughs> I wanna know what's Dylan's half a star idea. Can you can you top Kwame's amazing journey for bread? But real quick, Kwame, did you, what, what, what's a bag story? Bag? Remember uh, me, like, having an oversized bag? Thinking it was a smart idea? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a real one. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I'm going to tell that one real quick. Because if you, yeah, guys, look, yeah, if you guys look on the race, you'll notice that we had the same bag. Um, it was black with like some highlighter green kind of outlines. Um, but if you look closely, what you wouldn't notice is we did not have the same bag. Mine was a 45 um, restrict weight and his was a 60. So his bag was significantly bigger than mine. But to be honest, because you're bigger, it probably just looked the same anyways. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, we're, we're getting prepared and, you know, we got to get clothes and get whatever supplies we're going to have. This guy's trying to bring like an extra pair of boots and an extra winter jack, like just the most. You, you got you to be, be prepared for the weather. You never <laughs> know. <laughs> and I, I'm trying to say like, yo, you know, sometimes we got to run with this and we got to travel across the world with this, like. You really need all, like, what if we're in flipping India or something and, and you're carrying around winter boots in your bag? Like, is this really <laughs> necessary right now? So, anyways, his bag is packed. And I pack light anyways. Like, so, 
I didn't even bring all the clothes that we had to match with each other. I, I ditched some stuff like early, which he was mad at me for later. But um, so, yeah, this guy's flipping bag is just like enormous. And um, I think it was, was it the second leg? Stone, Stone, the, Spring. Stone Springs. But you left, a, was that the first time? Well, that's when we found out how heavy it was. It would actually was. Oh, on, the, on the steep plane. plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, when, that's when my eyes opened up. <laughs> so we, we, were, we were in Vancouver, and we had to take a little seaplane um, to uh, Salt Spring Island. And you have to weigh in because, obviously, those little planes, um, so you have mm -hmm. to weigh yourself and the bag. And I dropped mine on the thing. What was mine, like 32 or something? Yeah, it was, yeah, somewhere, I th yeah, high 20s or low 30s. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how much my bag weighed. You guys want to take a guess at how much his weighed? Uh, 50, 60? Yeah, I'll say like he's like hitting that 60, like right, like 65, like right at the top or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, though. I feel like it was 52. No, no, no. It was 58. <laughs> <laughs> so, 58. I was running pounds. around with a 58 pound bag on my back. This bag was like double mine. I was like, bro. And then I think that's when he realized, <laughs> yo. Yeah. No, that's what it clicked in then. And then I saw everybody else's um, uh, weight of their bags, like all the other contestants. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm slowing myself down. <laughs> <laughs> it's Holy, like you're giving, like, like a piggyback ride. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Literally. And like after that, every every city we went to has a little bit of Kwame left in it. <laughs> like <laughs> Dawson City has like definitely a triumph jacket hanging yeah, around some jacket. hotel. Indonesia has some shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man just started unloading. <laughs> okay, so the first leg, um and I don't know if you guys watched it, but for those who did, um, we, uh, we, we pulled the early bonehead move and missed the ferry that was supposed to take us um, to the next challenge. So every other team, this is how we start the race off. Like the first, this wasn't even a challenge. This was just going the ferry to get to the challenge. <laughs> we missed the ferry. So who misses the ferry? We're, we're, already, <laughs> we're already like, oh, man, this is bad. Um, so when we finally get on the next ferry, which was like two hours later, um, and, and you're in the dark, right? Like, it's not like we have phones or it's not like we have contact mm. with other teams. Like we're in the dark. We, we don't even know if the race is over. We don't know if we've been eliminated. Like we have no idea. Right. We, we just know everyone else got on the ferry. We had to wait two hours and now we're on, which is not good when it's the first thing you do. <laughs> so we get across the ferry and then we start driving and uh, the, where the ferry lands, you have to drive like through Vancouver city um, and then up to Squamish, which is like through this long road um, uh, on the highway. So the first place we we're supposed to go was the sea to sky gondola. Now we had gotten there um, significantly later than everyone else. And as you may have seen in amazing race, they have what, what's called a sign up board um where every team puts their name and then you get to go perform that challenge in whatever order you signed up so we were obviously last but the thing is you can only be last on the sign up board if you see the sign up board 
So we had tunnel vision about getting to this gondola that would take us to the top of the mountain. And the tunnel vision uh, impaired our peripheral vision to see the sign-up board, and we walked right past it. Now, oh, no. by the time we got there, the gondola was closed. So <laughs> how it worked is everyone signed up, and then the gondola was closed, and then um, <clears throat> we get on it later. Um, so there was a time that it started, um, and everyone knew this time because they had read it on the sign-up board. But we assumed that everyone took the gondola up and then now the gondola is closed. So we were going to have to wait till the next day. So we were like, shoot, what are we going to do? Now, if anyone wants to Google Sea to Sky Gondola in Squamish, BC, you will see what kind of, like a gondola isn't for, for a hill. You know what I'm saying? A gondola is for a mountain that right. cannot be climbed. Like that's the whole point of it to get to the top. <laughs> um, so. I looked at Kwame and I was like, yo, we can't go home the first leg. He's like, I know, bro. I was like, and, and the sun's starting to set at this point. It's getting dark. No, so it, it was, was dark. Okay. Yeah, it was dark. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there, was, there was this old guy who was working the thing who had just closed everything down. And we, we kind of talked to him. And we were like, listen, bro. I, was like, I looked at Kwame. I was like, yo, let's just walk. I was like, we, we can climb this. And he's like, really, bro? I was like, yo, let's talk to the old guy. So we go up to the old guy and we're like, excuse me, sir. Um, when does this thing open again? He's like, oh, it's not open till the morning. So I was like, okay. If, if one was to walk, how long would it take? And he's like, well, there's not a real trail. Um, but if one was to walk, it would probably be like six and a half, seven hours. Um, He's like, but there's a lot of like mountain lions and bears. <laughs> and as soon as he said mountain lions, Kwame's like, yo, 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 I'm done, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and I'm looking at Kwame, I was like, yo, we can do this, bro. I was like, come on, man. Like, I got a little, I got this little like headlamp from the dollar store. It's in my bag. I'm like, because <laughs> remember, we didn't have phones and two city slickers here. I didn't have like flashlights or nothing. I'm um, like, my eyes are like pretty good. Your eyes are pretty good. So between two pretty good eyes, that's like, that's, that's four sets of eyes. I was like, I think we're good, yo. And so we're stressing right now. I'm like, and, and at this point, we still don't even know if like the race is over. We don't know if we're eliminated. We just know we got to finish. So yeah, we're thinking there's a high, high chance that we're eliminated at this point. Right. So anyways, we're, we're looking into the depth of, the, of this like mountain uh, <sighs> with no path. And I'm like, all right, bro, let, let's just do it. And then Kwame's like, no, we're going to go sleep in the car and then we'll hit the gondola in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, I'm strapping up to get ready to go. I think I kind of convinced Kwame that we're going to survive. And uh, we walk back to the car to get water. And that's when we walk back to the sign-up board and we realize that the gondola leaves in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. And we were like, well, yeah. that would have been bad. And what? the thing, the funny thing is, okay, I'll give you a quick production. Yeah. The camera crew is not allowed to say anything 
but they're looking at us like, are these guys serious? <laughs> like they just have to, they just have to follow us, right? So if we decide to go hike this mountain in the middle of the night, like they just have to come. They can't do anything. They can't stop us. That was gonna so, be my next question. Just like, are they gonna film this? Like, yo, they they just have to. They 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 can't, they can't interfere and they can't like tell us anything or give us advice. They just have to shut up and follow us. Wow, so, yo. I could tell their faces were like, oh, God, this is going to be. So that's not even just your lives you're taking into your hands either. Yeah. (laughs) They knew what they signed up for. This is amazing. That's fair enough. They're like texting their wives and loved ones. Won't be coming home. (laughs) They know the sign up board's right there. So they want to be like, yo, you idiots. Just look three. They're just like, they're just like (laughs) panning the camera over to the sign up board, trying to get you to follow it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I got to say, Justin, I think that's the first half a star story we've had where cooler heads prevailed and they didn't actually go through with the bad idea. Yeah, it's interesting that the idea existed in the first place. But what's uh, what's more remarkable is uh, these gentlemen became finalists on the show. (laughs) (laughs) After that sequence of events, we never got really flustered when bad things started started happening. Right. Yeah like a little bit we like we got a little bit shook here and there but like it was never like oh we're done like it was always next you know what i mean because that point we literally thought that we were on the brink of elimination wow and when you when you start off going through that it's kind of like everything else is all right you know we'll make it (laughs) yeah if there are no mountain lions or bears anywhere everything's fine we're ready right (laughs) you two and your little flashlight (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but you got it the dollarama and your four sets of good eyes there we go <laughs> i'll be fine i ate some carrots this morning yeah <laughs> so thanks so much for being on the show fellas uh we do have a little bit of time left this is the time that we like to dedicate to our guests to uh promote something or, or plug something that's uh, important to them if there's anything you guys want to talk about i know the world's kind of weird right now but if amazing you talk about. amazing race all-stars huh Canada, Canadian All-Stars? That would be nice. (laughs) I think I would just like to, um, you know, just give a shout out to everybody in the world right now. You know, that's staying positive and finding ways to survive with what's going on in the world. But I also want to give a special um, shout out and and more love to uh, the city of Fort McMurray with what's going on there with the flood. Like, um, because of this pandemic not many people know about this flood and uh mm-hmm. I'd mm-hmm. like to encourage people to uh donate to uh Fort McMurray like water any essential supplies there's people out there that don't have homes right now because of this flood so um definitely want to send out some love to Fort McMurray and I will say before we end it off Dylan Kwame you didn't know who nominated you to be on the show I knew it it was Ben we'll never know so maybe all four of us were involved in the show in some way cliffhanger did i (laughs) well 
great stories, guys. Thanks so much for sharing. Uh, and thank you so much for being an inspiration to everybody that you come across. Uh, I truly believe that. But I really do want to leave on a strong note here. We have a question that I'm sure is at the forefront of everyone's mind. I know Justin's itching to know. Itching. I'm itching to know. So what we're curious about is between the two of you, who do you think would win in a no-holds-barred round of toe wrestling? Toe wrestling. The, the thing that we talked about. They earlier. hung up, Ben. They hung oh, up. Oh, okay. I guess that just about does it for another episode of Half a Star. Um, thanks so much for listening. He's Justin. He's Ben. Take care, wash your hands, and Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs>